Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Carlos. Yo! Tyler. Yo! And Elsa. I mean, Aaron. What? (laughs) (laughs) We got the joke. Bruh. Uh, Let it go. Um, it's the 16th and final week of our Absolute Carnage podcast series. Uh, today we're reviewing the final tie-in and epilogue to the event, Venom number 20. In addition, we'll be reviewing the first post-Absolute Carnage symbiote comic, Scream, Curse of Carnage number 1. And I gotta tell you guys, it's been a freaking one-two whopper today with these comics. Like, straight up, they're really great. So, you have a great episode to listen to today. So let's go ahead and begin with Venom number 20. Initial reactions, well, guys? Well, first of all, first <laughs> of all, this is a Venom book. And uh, you want to tell me why 70% of the book was about this dude named The Maker? Um, excuse me? This was a false advertisement. Uh, so I rate this a 0 out of 10. <laughs> Man, you can't rate a 0 out of 10. Venom was in it. He, he hugged someone. There, review done. There you go. <laughs> He's the one. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. liked it. I mean, I definitely, you know, I think one of the one of the consistent issues, I believe, when it comes to people's expectations of uh, Donny Cates' Venom series is that Donny Cates does tend to hype it up a lot, and that's because, you know, he's a salesman. He's got to sell his comic. And I think he makes a lot of promises that maybe people feel aren't lived up to but the way he hyped up this issue it was completely worth the hype i believe a lot of really cool uh endings or you know tying up some of the loose ends of absolute carnage uh and um also you know setting up the next event or the next arc or whatever is happening in venom but also giving us a huge surprise and I, I can, I'll say that the surprise is Ultimate Venom has come. Ultimate to Venom, universe. baby! Yeah, I mean, uh, this issue was pretty eye-opening for me. Um, you know, well, first off, you know, we we get back to the makers, and it turns out uh, apparently the uh, Phage, Agony, Lasher, and Riot are dead. I guess so. Oh, I, I, I'm going to say it's quote-unquote dead in the same sense that Toxin is dead, where it's another writer can easily bring them back, say, oh, it slinked off uh, somewhere. It's They're still under the helmet or something he left behind. It's easy enough to bring them back. Yeah, in like 10-plus yeah. years. But, you know, <laughs> I'll take it. it personally. As long I'm as they, you know. being dead. No, so like all these other symbiotes don't uh, serve a whole lot of purpose. I, I'm fine with just having uh, Venom. Well, well, I was going to say Carnage, but mm-hmm, well, you know, press F in the chat. Yeah, you know, I'll say rip. I'll say that uh, symbiotes and Halo Spartans share one thing in common: uh, they are not KIA; they are MIA. Never die. Just go. Yeah, they go to hell to regroup. <laughs> But yeah, so as we we continue on in the issue, so the maker is talking to a person in a hologram form. And uh, basically, for those that didn't really get the message, Dylan is pretty much a living, breathing codex in human form. 
and who can pretty much stop symbiotes in their tracks. And, you know, he's just giving his uh, hypothesis, his theories on where can this go, because, you know, according to the maker, he was collecting these uh, codexes for a purpose, and uh, it turns out he needed them to somehow bring himself back to the Ultimate Universe, I believe it was, Yeah, right? so what he was doing is uh, he had managed to get the uh, Ultimate Venom uh, suit. It's not an actual symbiote, it's a synthetic suit, but it shares uh, symbiotic qualities, including, apparently, uh, the symbiote's um, proclivity or you know their resilience to interdimensional travel. Uh, which makes them very useful for the uh, for the maker, because oh, the maker I'll admit, yeah, I was a bit confused on that point because well, it's it's cool and all that he's doing this. I've never seen any other multi multiverse shenanigans where people couldn't travel through portals because it's hard on their sight or body. Like a, you know, Spider Verse constantly going. Spider Gwen literally tr- like. Uh, ghost spider as she's now called she literally <laughs> goes to school in 616 now and lives in her home dimension she's constantly jumping back and forth so i'm a little bit confused why you Donnie's forget she has up. a symbiote tyler you forget not a real <laughs> symbiote. Oh, well, i guess he did no that's but still that's he, he, even even with her miles doesn't have one he's jumping back and forth he's going through a whole different adventure right now maybe, in spider-verse maybe the maker has so, to look into uh into spider people as well. Maybe they share something with symbiotes about probably reality probably. hopping. Well, it just it, it just feels weird that multiverse travel is such like a common such commonplace in the Marvel universe, and it's just weird that he's saying, "Oh, it's it's I can't make the trip." It's like, why not? You've made plenty of trips already. Wait, is is it because he specifically because he got sliced up in Secret Wars? I, I don't know. Or is it because his his like universe is like destroyed? Like, isn't that what it is now? Like, isn't it like just like poof, like gone? So maybe that's why. I mean, I don't know because that's uh, my major complaint is I don't know what half of this stuff is. So I, 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 I mean, you don't you know? even you. Pro- I don't even know if a lot of Venom fans will have heard of the Council of Reeds. Like, I, I'm big in the comics, yeah. so I, I I knew what they were, but yeah, like I was ninety nine percent sure that it was a. Rick and Morty reference to the Council of Ricks. It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. a reference to the Council of Reeds. Okay. Well, yeah, you, you, you pointed that out. You pointed that out. And yeah, so I, I kind of yeah. see the joke. So yeah. But um, here's here's the other thing I was going to say. So now, is this the original Ultimate Venom or the Venom uh, Ultimate Venom number two? Or is it the one that Eddie, uh, Eddie Brock and Peter's dad from the Ultimate Universe created? That's the thing I... Well, I was hoping that it was just like the uh, the it's like the hybrid of of Eddie Brock Jr. and the suit we got at the end because we we never had like a resolution to that, and I was I was kind of hoping that's what it is, but it it's probably just most likely just the suit because it's in like the regular you know like the bottle yeah. that it was in. Yeah, you I, know, either way, I, it's so cool to see it. If I remember correctly from reading Ultimate Venom's origin, and everything. Weren't there more than one sample of the suit, and that there were, there were two samples. Yeah. Um, uh, yes. No. Well. Yeah. So there was one sample that Peter got, and then he, then he got rid of it, and he like burned it up. But then it turns out Eddie had a second sample, and he used that 
Maybe so there's then, a third. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, sure. But yeah. And it's this perfectly. Is, yeah. <laughs> and this is just the part where I come and say and inject my own personal bias and just say the Ultimate Universe is garbage and I cannot wait to see Venom beat up Ultimate Venom. Oh my great. god. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but just cool to see that, you know, like maybe the Ultimate Universe is going to come back and it's all because of Venom. All because of Venom. The, the Ultimate real Universe Ultimate comes Universe, back. not so, the Ultimate Universe 2.0. They, they don't know what's what they're going to hit them when they get bit with that Venom. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, because Donnie stated this was going to be a really huge thing that's happening for years to come in the Marvel Universe, so... I'm really kind of interested interested to see where this is going to go. Now, yeah. is this going to lead up to next year's event? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. So, so, so uh, like, you know, I, well, I just wanted to say that. So, did that one page confirm that Ray's was a real spawn of Carnage? Oh, yeah. So that was going to say. So I was going to say that he uh, he kind of explains why there's all these spawns and he. Uh, try to loop it into all of the Marvel events, which they have, you know, like every single year. So it's kind of a, kind of a, you know, sure. I mean, I guess we can say that. So uh, Kate's is saying that they spawn when there's a threat to the hive. So you got Carnage, who was born because of the Infinity, you know, like event was happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then you got, uh, I think Toxin was because of, they said Avengers that? disassemble, where it's like right, the, world, yeah. the world was tossed into chaos. Yeah. Which those events don't really seem comparable to me. Right. It's like the, the whole universe being destroyed versus the Avengers I, being broken up. I didn't right. really, Scorn and Rays were made because of Civil War Two for some <laughs> It was Chaos War and Civil War Two. And then we but had uh, we had Sleeper being born because of uh the, was it uh, no, uh, the Grendel, which I'm fine with. And it was kind of cute saying, uh, but but the Venom suit isn't part of its hive. It's part of the human hive because it cares for humans. Isn't that cute? That's adorable. I did think it was kind of cute, but it, it was just the yeah. logic is a little bit shaky. Just like, oh, yeah. Then why, like, I feel like what, what about Civil War? Like, I feel like that was a bigger than Civil War, two, And it's like, so was it's, like, it's kind of weird. Civil War was uh, before Toxin, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was no that time no. period. Oh, no, it was not. Civil War yeah, no, was because Eddie still Civil had Doc, Eddie Gargan. still had the symbiote. Yeah, so I guess you could say that too. But, maybe, eh. Ooh, maybe it was. Yeah. Um, maybe it was Mania. Who knows? There's too many events, so like you know, yeah. so many. Just yeah. tack one in, you know. Where, where, where's the War of the Realm symbiote? <laughs> right, yeah. and and you know what what event is responsible for the Life Foundation symbiotes? Well, those uh, are they forcibly, were forcibly pulled out. Yes, yes. Yeah. My only other negative, like overall, I, I really like the issue, and like we're getting some teases for big things coming up. And I thought it, was, it did a good it did a good job of you know uh, talking with Eddie and Dylan. That was really sweet moments. But I will say, while the art was good, I was a, the the art shift was a little bit jarring because there was two artists. It was even Coelho, and I don't remember the other one. Yeah, uh, I had his name down. I'm having my book in front of me. Uh, his name was Zay Carlos. Z Carlos. Z Carlos. Yeah. yeah so Carlos, like it was it was Zay a Carlos. fairly similar yeah. style. So it wasn't too bad. But I just. It, I, I I couldn't help but notice it the first page I tr- 
the first spread I turned to, I was like, wait, what's what's going on? Something's weird off here. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's so, a different artist. So I used to tell her I did enjoy the issue, but my problem is if this is a conclusion to absolute carnage, I kind of felt it was lacking some things. Um, we didn't see what happened. I know about Norman and all that. Yeah, like we wouldn't have yeah. Norman. We didn't see what happened to uh, the uh, corpse of Carnage. R.I.P. Yep. Rip F in the chat. Yep. Uh, I feel like, and we didn't <laughs> see what happened with uh, Sleeper either. He's he's just not. <laughs> yeah, there. no Sleeper. That yeah, because of like where where and uh, and Normie. We didn't see Normie either. Yeah, and um, we didn't have any of the symbiote talking to Eddie, like apologizing, just anything like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like the things between Eddie and his son were great, but it's like, I think there's a few more things it could have told us I mean, in, in this the, book. But. I mean, I will say the issue did end on a pretty high note because, you know, it was a tearjerker. You know, Dylan finally, oh he God. wants to ask all these questions to Eddie and then he also, at the end, he asks, oh, can you tell me about my mother? And he has a little tear coming Absolutely. down. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my heart. Yeah. I, yeah. I think a lot of these questions are going to be answered still. Like, we have the whole, uh, the what, what's what's the what's the web of Venom coming out with the two kids? Uh, uh, the good son? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think sons, that's, yeah. that's probably going to answer some more questions. Maybe even Norman will be answered in that. or cause, And we know the solicitor are mentioning <laughs> something about Carnage still. So, then how about you just wrap up Absolute Carnage in this book, and we just have a whole web of Venom issue about the maker? That makes sense to me. Now, well, I, I will say, like I a, a lot of a lot of Venom maniacs seem to really not like that he's Donnie seems to be drawing things out. But so I'm know, just being mean, I, like for no reason. I, I mean, it's fine. I'm just saying I think there's a better way he could have arranged that. But that's, that's fair. Just me. Yeah. I feel like that that calling this issue a conclusion to absolute carnage is not a fair label. Like I said before, I think we can call this an epilogue. Like absolute carnage number five was the conclusion, and this is just and, you know. And Donnie himself has admitted that like he did think it was a little rush, and he wishes he could have gone like a hundred pages, like more, like, right? Yeah, of course, uh, you know, obviously yeah. Marvel's like you got to cut it off. So it's like, yeah, yeah. even though the book okay. was selling really well, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, but uh, yeah, like overall, I still enjoyed it. I am very, very interested in seeing what happens. Um, but I do think that uh, Kate's is trying to make Venom a more uh, wide appeal book instead of just being about symbiote stuff which is why he's doing read and all that stuff to get some other folks interested which is good uh but yeah i mean i enjoyed it and i'm looking forward to seeing what happens in venom island even though i would have liked to see what that was about in this issue but venom survivor edition yeah yeah but yes i enjoyed it i still got all the variants and stuff so like can't call me a bad consumer (laughs) so so i i would say my favorite part of this issue, besides these huge revelations and everything, is Eddie and Dylan's interaction. Like uh, real dad hours up God, in here. This it was, was <laughs> like this Daddy. is what I'm looking for now. This is ever since Dylan was revealed to be a son. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm behind Dylan. Let them have this father son moment and finally get it. And I just, I love that little 
uh, scene where you know Dylan is kind of breaking down because he realizes his his father has had been there the entire time, but he was never there for him when Carl was taking care of him and abusing abused, Dylan. Yeah, and it's yeah. just, he's like, you, you, what was it? He says, uh, you protect so many people, but not me. And I don't understand. He, yeah. Cause I, I really like how Dylan just immediately thinks like you abandoned me to your dad. Like, why would you do that? But I, and he's like, no, 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 that's not like, no, <laughs> Like, I, I mean, got, there there were circumstances have that happened. So I got goosebumps on that on that page turn when it's just the two of them <laughs> hugging it out and Eddie telling him, "I protect you forever and ever. I promise." So I, I, why I saw, I saw is Dylan? Yeah, I, so I saw you go someone, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say that I saw someone on Twitter calling it like Venom's Oscar moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but why is Dylan still hiding that from Eddie? Why is he hiding his his super secret powers i think he's just scared like he started speaking another what? language like he was possessed sure, sure. still mystery secrets not good i was under no, no, no. I, was, I was under the impression that eddie knew but he he doesn't know still right no he well, eddie does he not know oh. yeah well he he all he knows is that dylan he knows what the maker told him about dylan that he's some sort of like living codex or something that he mm-hmm. or that he has and codex. He doesn't know anything beyond that. Sleeper could have told him, but Sleeper's not there. He kind of just slinked well, away, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. We don't know where Sleeper is right now. Yeah, he's probably dead. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> well, he, he, has, he has nine lives, so he's fine. Yeah. He said, "I need to go. My planet needs me," and blast it off. <laughs> yeah, but then he gets killed by Noel on the way up there. It's just. Uh, yeah. Uh, sleeper died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In the corner, you know, he's sulking in the corner, saying, "I guess this is my life now. I guess I'll just be a cat." That cat yeah. thing is just licking his balls or whatever. Some doing hair balls. It's fun. Yeah. All right. So, any other closing thoughts on this issue before we move on? This nope. is a A plus issue. Go read it now. This is a Venom book. Read it. <laughs> very, very astute, Aaron. But no, Thank this you. is uh, yeah. I'm. While I am excited to see Bagley next, I am kind of disappointed we don't get to see another full like uh, Eben Coelho arc after this. So I, would, I, I really love him on the book. I'm gonna miss him. Mm. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, go ahead and move on to our next really ex- – this is a really exciting book, Scream, Curse of Carnage, number one. Our first Scream ongoing, number one. No miniseries. Finally. And it's super this is strong. official ongoing. So they say it's not a miniseries, but, yeah, you know. <laughs> not if we have anything to say about it. Yeah, it's, which At we least don't. seven issues. You get to say it's an ongoing, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but – you know, I got a really strong Jerry Conway Carnage vibe from this because of the almost Lovecraftian overtones. Although I, you know, uh, we'll get to it, but it's actually more Beowulfian overtone to it as well. Mm, yes, indeed. Yes, yes. <laughs> indubitably. Mm, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I really liked it because, like, I was expecting this to be, you know teenage angst or you know a teenage drama or, or whatever, instead but. it's teenage depression 
Instead Young of my life in two pieces. Yeah, instead it's like <laughs> it's a shattered childhood and now she's being thrust into adulthood and she's just completely scarred. With a whole woman life. body too. Yeah. She, she got a whole woman body in like two months. So so it's pretty it's it's you know, Andy's in a pretty dark corner right now in her life. I mean looking her, like a snack. Her her life is <laughs> oh, okay. Her life has Ooh, gone to, being to all hell because of, you know, her interactions with symbios ever since, uh, you know, her dad got killed because of Agent Venom. And it's just gone downhill from there. God damn, that Flash Thompson we'll, killing we'll, fathers. We'll get to, we'll get to like, Andy's We'll get to Andy's That's like saying later. Gwen Stacy got killed because of Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, she did. <laughs> uh, <duh. laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, well, get yeah, to Andy's He did Zapper That's not the point. Because, like, his his design was not the same as we saw him way back in uh, Bun's run. It wasn't that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think they had a lot of a lot of designs. They said, all right, guys, let's, let's just go with the, you know, this is a new Scream issue, new series. Let's do a brand new design. Sounds you know, we had, like, three variants, and they all had, like, different designs. But I think they uh, had the right idea of just – of just doing old school scream because that's what folks want to see. Well, they did so. have a bit of a in in some panels it looked like she had more white teeth, which uh, it's not a whole lot new, but I st- I still really I really liked how it looked in the in the book. The artist oh, yeah. uh, Chris Mooneyham, I think he did a fantastic job doing this book. Like it it, it like Orion was saying, there's there is sort of a Lovecraftian horror vibe to it, and like with the Andy's depression and all that, and I thought it worked perfectly for the, for the mood of the book. It's very like um, it's very gritty. It's very heavy on the inks. I really like it. I especially really like the uh, second page after the the tile credits, uh, where it's showing Andy and her kind of progression through the years. Um, like at the back there is what she currently looks like. Then in the mid ground is what we were introduced to uh, back in Cullen Bunn's run. Uh, and then in the foreground is her a bit younger um, before Colin Bunn's run. So it's, I, I kind of like this this page because it just really flows and it, it encapsulates the um, some of the visual imagery of this entire issue with um, the sea critters, the water, the 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 death from below and just the absolute badness towards the top of the page with her screaming and the symbiote kind of um, forming over her. I really like that page. And uh, not to mention the, the scream symbiote. I think it was chanting uh, gibberish or goddess coming, I believe. Is it? Is it still? I don't goddess know. Coming? I think, I think it was, was just random. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just scribble. Yeah. Cause that was her trying to like tune it out. She's like, I don't want to listen to this. Yeah. And but but yeah, no. to, to just one more thing about the art, I want to say just that one thing I like to do whenever a new book is announced, and I, I look up the creative team, like okay, what else have they done? If I don't recognize them, and so I was looking up some of uh, Mooneyham's stuff. And I'm like, all right, this looks pretty cool. But then you get to the actual book, and it's like this looks so good, like way better than what I was expecting. Like, I expected good art, but just the fact that, like, like I said, the, the colorist is also a big help to it, just in setting the tone. And I'm I, I'm just loving this. I'm really loving this. I will add another thing, Tyler. Um, I'm kind of okay. The art it was fantastic. It was like something even 
better. The you know it was like a breath of fresh air, and I'm just glad uh, they stuck with the traditional screen design because pretty much we, so <laughs> we were we were saying how they were gonna change it to a certain design we were not really fond of, but uh-huh. here it they kind of kept it classic, but it feels new kind of, but it really works, and I really just and I really love it. There was one particular variant design that I really did not want to, them to use, but thankfully they yeah. did. Brad, yeah, Brad um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, like I also very, very much enjoyed the uh, book. I, uh, I mean, I mean, it makes sense for the character, but I don't know if I like seeing Andy and, and all this pain. You know, she needs a hug over here, guys. You know, like what's happening? Pain built well, um, Yeah, yeah. She kind of is yeah. now living the Eddie Brock lifestyle, unfortunately. It's called right. the Curse of um, Carnage, not the pleasant bundle of flowers from Carnage. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I was kind of unsure if if she's hearing voices from uh from like the remnants of Noel, or is it more of the symbiote? Like, you know, is the symbiote. So, like, are you saying, like, the symbiote is um, making her a sort of schizophrenic like Donna was? Is yeah. that? But it's but it's also kind of helping her out, too. So it's not I like think, it's all bad. I think there's also so, a new voice kind of being added into this mix. I mean, not not like, you know, there's there's there seems to be two or rather three narrators in this book. There's Andy, there's scream. And then there's this kind of unknown narrator who uh, I'm figuring is big mother. And we'll get to her in a moment. Big mama. Thick um, mama. But I think uh, in screams voice, I believe there's a, there's another voice being added in there. And I think it has to do with big mother and Grendel. Because she seems to be referencing a lot of the um, the uh, Beowulfian uh, themes that Big Mother is playing with. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think the only major question I have is what is the status on her hell powers? That's a good question I hadn't yeah. even considered until you even addressed this issue. Yeah, but uh, that's the only uh, yeah. I mean, that's the only thing uh, that that I was kind of curious about. But overall, you know, I did did enjoy the book. I uh, liked how we're seeing the symbiote uh, wants to help her out. It's just being corrupted, and and the thing with the mom. So like, okay, so uh, she was no, okay. Yeah, let, we'll, we'll get to that point. Um, sure. I think the next point we'd want to get to is Big Mother and her introduction. Uh, not not really an introduction yet, but you know, <laughs> setting her up. But before that, I wanted to note just another. It's a smaller panel, but it gives us a little bit more character reference for Andy and her panel of Thompson's grave. You mean? No, no, no. It's, oh yeah, it's Flash <laughs> Thompson cameo alert. You just, beep, 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 had to bring it up, didn't you? <laughs> I have to every time I see it. Yeah. No, <laughs> this, this is Flash Watch reporting live. Yeah, it's it's no, it's the panel of her in her bedroom and seeing the uh, the posters around her beds of uh, My Chemical Romance, the Ramones, and the Who really get, fleshes out her more gothic punk side, and I really like. Yeah, that. guys, in case you didn't know, she was already you know goth and you know super. Just super in case, goth. just in case you could tell. more punk than any total total punk. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. But then I then let's uh, move on to 
Big Mother. Now, um, she's not named in this book. Uh, we, or rather, uh, Tyler figured it out uh, back when um, issue number two's cover was revealed uh, with Big Mother on the cover. And this th- that, that cover is at the very end of this book as a preview of the next issue uh, wink, with wink. Big Mother holding screen. Wink, and- wink. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, like I was saying, uh, she was saying that uh, that her mom has been dead, mm. and then you uh, have her mom show up, and it's like no, and then the scream is, then like the scream is saying no, don't, it's not your mom, and then the very next page is her being held by this monster. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty very, on the nose. It's pretty on the nose. Great juxtaposition like what's there. Happening. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, what I really oh, yeah. like about this is that. Um, because Big Mother is supposed to be a, a character from Beowulf. Big Mother is uh, Grendel's uh, mother. And Angelina Jolie, baby. Yeah, Angelina Jolie, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um, the very first page in which we get her dialogue, when Andy's blood kind of drips into the water and you see that, um, that eldritch-looking fish monster lurking underneath... Uh, there's a quote that she's actually um, that she's saying, and it comes from the Beowulf text. It comes from uh, what is it? Um, I think it's part twenty-one, Rothgar's account of the monsters, and that's the account where he talks about Grendel and Big Mother, and the quote is referring to, uh, I believe, the setting of their of their habitat. Uh, which is uh, here, here? I have it highlighted here. It's uh, the uh, uncanny the place is. Thence upward ascendeth the surging of waters. Vaughn to the Vulcan, when the wind is stirring, the weather's unpleasing. To the air groweth gloomy. To thee only can I look for assistance, and the heavens lower. I really like that little inclusion. Um, and if if you're kind of confused of what um, what that one part is, it, it's a uh, wand to the welkin. That's actually Old English for gray to the sky. So the surging waters are gray to the sky. Mm. No, that's, mm. Yeah, that's that means everything and nothing at the same time to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, say, Aaron, you you said that the. I don't think the symbiote was warning her that's not her mother because it doesn't actually say anything about it. It's saying, no, 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 don't listen. No, no, don't leave us. I think that's the symbiote also being kind of alone where it's like, it's like, like, yeah, sure. It is sort of foreshadowing that it probably isn't her mother. I do agree that it's probably a fake out, but at the same time, I think the symbiote is more just being like, no, like we're alone too. You need us, not anybody else. And so Eh, maybe, um, also, Maybe. note that before her mother shows up and the symbiote starts talking, uh, it had been weeks be- or days or weeks before that. Days event. later. Yeah, it is days later, uh, and she was saying how all of a sudden things had quieted, that the symbiote was no longer talking to her, and now she that was really unsettling for her. And then her mother comes in, and all of a sudden the symbiote starts screaming at her. It's like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we had a uh, Aunt May cameo. We didn't say that, now, did we? Yeah, I, w- I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting Aunt May, Aunt May to show up in screen number one. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought she was dying of cancer. 
well, I mean, currently, I know. currently, the cancer is in remission. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, comic books. Hashtag it, was, comic book it was nice to see Andy meet uh, Aunt May, so that was that was a pretty nice moment, I would say. I hope she becomes yeah. somewhat of a recurring cast member in the background. Like, not, not like a huge t- thing. Tell your nephew about this Andy girl. <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe Andy will meet Peter. You never know. Well, she met before. Yeah, so one thing of. that... Yeah. So like, we were kind of wrong because um, I think the first solicitation said uh, that Venom and Spider-Man were going to be in this book. I, I It said something about Web Slingers, and then I yeah. think in an interview they said that Venom web, and Spider-Man. two Web Slingers might show up or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, they didn't. No. It didn't actually like in the original solicit. I don't think it right. said they're gonna. I think it sort of teased them, but right. didn't officially so, say. I was also yeah. gonna bring up the uh, the other thing too. It's like uh, so when she's. I think she was on the Brooklyn Bridge, correct? Yeah. So was she? So was Andy trying to attempt to commit suicide? Yes. Yeah, that's absolutely yep. what she was doing. Yep. Oh, and the screams yeah. symbiote, like nope. Yeah. I mean. I also really like. She could have tried a little bit harder. I mean, she knows how to get rid of a symbiote now. I mean, come on. <laughs> now, she tried a little harder. I really like the fact that she goes to uh, these punk concerts into the mosh pits just to drown out, you know, the so symbiote. Like, hey, symbiote, how do you like loud noises? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then so it turns out. This is banging. I like it. I like it. And then it turns out. The, they're they're exactly. screaming. I like it. Huh? And, and ironically, the song that was playing was all about abandonment issues, which I'm like, well, that was convenient. And then, of course, the symbiote turns it around on her and says, you know, I do this because I'm drawing out these low lives who are coming to attack her. And she wants to take out the low lives. And in that uh, mosh pit scene, I really like there was a really nice artist detail where. You know, a guy goes to shove her, and she like doesn't even move because super strength or whatnot that he like he doesn't even realize. But you you can see in the panel, she's like she's just standing stiff as a board as he's like ramming into her, not even moving, and then she just punches him so hard in the face, you know, breaks his jaw or whatever. <laughs> but then like a few panels later, he comes inside with his goons. They try to mess with her. And yeah, scream comes out, and that whole fight that's sequence. Beautiful splash page. And, that's and, my favorite page in the whole book. And the di- and the dialogue, because do you think that was Annie talking or Scream talking? That's the thing that's kind of confusing me. Because the dialogue they were, I think it's kind really of a bit good. of both. It, it's it it they do play up with the schizophrenic of multiple voices. So I think it it is sort of her voice and the symbiote voice combined. And I think mm-hmm. a bit of Big Mother's voice as well. Like I said before, especially when she's really playing with the fisherman kind of uh, plays on words, like uh, you're dingling, like bait, nibbling, hooked, that kind of thing. I think there's a, okay. I think there's a bit of Big Mother influence going on. Yes, we'll definitely find out, but I'm. I'm loving this book. The nar- yeah. like the narration, the dialogue, the story. I- I'm all about this book. This book is almost perfect. The one thing I will say is that I did not like. The one negative I have for this entire book is the fact that Andy's dad is- suddenly has a completely new design. It's a- it threw me off. Like yeah. literally, just- who cares? Literally. I care. Who I care. <laughs> I care. Literally. Continuity, Aaron. It matters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where was but yeah, he's just for, a, uh, Where was your anger for Carl Brock's reinvention? Mm-hmm. At least that had a, 
at least that had some basis in a, you know, sort of non-canon story. <laughs> Goddamn Flash fans. But no, it's just the fact that he's, yeah, he's just completely different hair and just color, and he's got a mustache. But, you know, it's just weird. Yeah, again, I, I will say Scream, Curse of Carnage number one was amazing. It was a great start to the series. And everyone who's listening, please support the book because we want more issues. Buy this book. Buy it. Buy the book. Andy finally gets it ongoing, and it's incredible. Please buy this. Yes. Uh, You should buy it online. (laughs) You should buy the regular cover, and you should buy three variants just like I did. I'm only – I'm going to buy two copies. I don't – I almost never buy oh, two copies. and the poster. You can also order the poster. I'm going to get the poster. My name's shop. on it at my local comic shop already. Yep. So. <laughs> bring and, bring uh, back the media tribute, please. No, Rip. Please. I, I hate clones. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm a, Honestly, I, like, here's the thing about that. I was 100% in the Andy should be mania camp. But after reading this, I'm okay with her being screamed. Like, this is so good that I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, same here. I would say uh, that this book overall was a uh, a uh, a uh, a scream. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> ten screams out of ten screams. Don't there. get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. We had two solid symbiote books today. Great way to close out and begin a new chapter. So. I think that's a good point to put a pin in today's episode and our weekly podcast series. Tune in next month when we review Venom number 21 and Scream Absolute Carnage number 2 before closing out 2019 and looking forward to 2020. Uh, You can listen to We Are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music and iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. We can also be found on Twitter at WAV underscore podcast. Check out our Discord server and become a member of the audience during our next live recording of We Are Venomaniacs. Join us, won't you? As always, thanks to my fellow co-hosts, Carlos, Tyler, and Aaron, for joining me today. Thanks for listening. As always, guys, we appreciate it. Very, very See Frozen 2 now in theaters everywhere. You Shut best. up, Aaron. Shut up. Don't listen to Cut the... Aaron, cut that out. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, he just advertised another one. Oh. Oh no! It's all, and, it's all Disney. <laughs> and uh, God damn it, Aaron! <laughs> and uh, thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TBS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs, and we are done with absolute carnage. Oh my god. Since August, people. (laughs) Yep. All right. So thank you very much and have a good one, guys. And now a word from one of our partners at The Collective, a network of superhero podcasts. Hey, Ray. Yes, Connor. What's black and white and red all over? Huh. A newspaper? Not even close. Hmm. A sunburnt zebra? What are you doing, Ray? (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) 
Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. A weekly podcast coming to you from the High Priest of Kanshu. Available on all good podcast catchers. <laughs>